Hello and welcome to the Cosmically Confident Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna O'Keefe, and I'm a confidence coach, mindset expert, and a breathwork facilitator. I help women to unearth their self-doubt, heal from the root, so that they can unapologetically step into their power. In these episodes, we are going to be diving in to the topics that are going to help you heal, get inspired, and peel back the layers so that you can become the best version of you. Find out how to work with me on my website. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hello beautiful souls and welcome to today's episode. I hope you are good. I hope you are having an amazing week and this episode is a pretty important one to me because I have always grown up believing that I am bad with money. I have always grown up believing that I waste things, that I'm wasteful, that I ruin things, that (laughs) I can't keep hold of money and this has definitely been my story and I feel like it's just so important to talk about my story on here because I never really saw myself as somebody that could be rich or somebody that could be wealthy or somebody that could have a really successful business and be managing multiple bank accounts Um, but that's the position I am in now and genuinely there have been so many turning points for me on the way some I have held a lot of shame about Um, I have worked on myself to release this shame but actually I've kind of used these pivotal points as superpower moments you know and I feel like this is something that a lot of millennials really really struggle with it's really hard for us to get on the property ladder it's really hard for us to save money um, especially for those of you that are living in the city as well like I have been for the last almost decade now so I'm going to run through with you my story um, my money story in the hope that it can inspire you to make some shifts and some changes that you need to see and to inspire you to believe that your beliefs around money don't have to be your reality and I think that's a really really important one so yeah let's start from the beginning so as I said in the intro I have always been a bit rubbish with money like as soon as I would have it I would get excited and I would spend it I would be spending on things like clothes, on nights out, like I would always be spending beyond my means. There would never be enough money left at the end of the month or month at the end of my money, I think I used to say. So typically when I got paid, I would always run out of money on week three. Always, always, always. And it's not that I've never worked. Like I have had a job since I got my first job when I was 13. Um, My parents are both entrepreneurs. So I've worked really, really hard my whole kind of adult and even teenage life. But it's just, it felt like I just couldn't keep hold of money. Like I could not understand how people had savings like that to me. I remember being, um, at one of my old jobs and the day before payday I would look at people that would go out and buy like expensive lunches and I'd think how can you afford to do that the day before payday like that genuinely was like absolutely absolutely alien to me um and that really wasn't that long ago we're talking like three maybe four years ago so let's start from the beginning so I'm going to start around kind of 2010 because that's where I started to get um kind of independence really so that's when I moved out from my parents I went to university and 
yeah, I was just granted with a student loan and I had never seen a thousand pounds in my bank account before ever like a thousand pounds just felt felt like so much money so that thousand pounds would drop in my bank account we used to get a thousand a term I think the first thing I would do I had what um, me and my friends called princess day (laughs) and it was literally like we lived on like a Beverly, like we were like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for like a day. Like we would go out for breakfast, lunch, dinner. We would go shopping. We would get our nails done. We would get our hair done. And it felt so good and empowering. And it was almost like, oh my God, I'm finally an adult. Like, you know, putting your pin number in, like it just all felt so good and so abundant. And I would genuinely run out of, that £1,000 would probably last me, I'm not joking, maybe like a week, maybe two weeks. It was insane. And so, but it felt so exciting. It felt so empowering. Um, And yeah, just all of this stuff. Like I used to go to Topshop and just be so excited to just buy like reams and reams and reams of clothes, like hanger after hanger, like so much, so many clothes that I could barely even walk out the shop. And it didn't even feel like real money. It didn't feel like my money. Um, But, you know, the, the student loan never lasted very long. So then I got my first store card and again, it didn't feel like real money. So I would spend and spend and spend in Topshop. I had like, I don't know, like 500 quid on this um, store card and it just felt so exciting. <laughs> and I would get, you know, a new outfit before every night out. And yeah, it's just when I think back now, I'm like, oh my God, like it almost kind of makes me cringe a little bit to think about how I was spending money. And this continued for throughout my time at uni. And then... <laughs> kind of half I think it must have been in second or third year it was then that I started seeing Wonga loans um appear on tv like adverts and I'd run out of my student loan um couldn't borrow money off any of my friends because you know they were all broke too they were all students we used to kind of switch around maybe like 20 30 quid here and there but you know, I, I think, I can't remember exactly, I can't even remember what this was for, right? I think maybe like a party or something, but I needed a hundred pounds. And I worked out, you know, oh, well, if I borrow a hundred pounds, I think I've only got to pay like 10 pounds back. So that doesn't, 10 pounds isn't a lot of money. That's fine. Um, but stupidly in my naivety, I borrowed the money and then I think something went wrong with my bank. So it couldn't take out the automatic payment back. So it went on my credit history that I had a Wonga loan that I didn't pay back, which meant that my credit score for the next seven years was at the floor. Like horrendous, horrendous credit score. It completely fucked my credit score for seven years, which, you know, I held so much shame around that. Like when my parents found out about this, they were horrified, like understandably so, because it's literally just so unnecessary. Like, I think that was the problem with it. Like, in, again, you know, it, I I have had a lot of shame around that before. Like, I've had so much shame around that. And I've really had to forgive myself for being naive, for being stupid, for being young. And yeah, that's something I have had to, had to really, really work with. And I wish I could say that was like the end of my the end of my spiral in terms of money but it really really wasn't so um in 2013 I moved to London so 
it was a very exciting time. Like I found a flat in Walthamstow. I met some amazing, amazing people and I was paying dirt cheap rent, really dirt cheap rent. And I actually, um, so I've been very fortunate in my career that I got quite a senior job really early. So I was 22 and I was already a manager. I was already managing three people at 22. And so I had a good salary, Um, but I just spent it all. Every weekend I would spend it all on booze, in Zara, making sure I had, you know, a new outfit for every night out, making sure that I was going out all the time. Um, yeah, just spending and spending and spending. And I was starting to dip into my overdraft as well. So I had my student overdraft and I just kept extending it, extending it, extending it, which, you know, again, was very hard, was very hard to pay off. Um, a few years later, I met a guy and we decided to move in together, which was really exciting and found a flat that was actually really expensive but it was so nice we were starting you know starting our lives together we got this really really gorgeous flat and two months later he dumped me (laughs) which is fine um so he left so then I was left with this flat on my like kind of paying it on my own and I had to get a flatmate in well to be fair mate that's not completely fair he did support me with half of the rent until I got a flatmate in but it was just way more than I could afford like way more than I could afford I think the rent on it was like maybe like 1100 pounds including bills like way above my means so that definitely that definitely didn't help right and again it was that borrowing constantly from my friends like we used to have like I'd I'd lend someone else 100 pounds and then they'd lend someone else 100 pounds it was like a kind of <laughs> it was like a kind of um just like hundred pounds that would just circulate across all of our friends because we were all so broke and that was my life that was my identity we used to laugh about it we used to laugh about how kind of tragic we were with having no money and all of this and so I think deeply deep down I thought well I am bad with money so why would I even save like I don't really have enough money to save so I'm not even going to try I'm just going to kind of live at the bottom of my overdraft and just see what happens And my mum has always been really good with money. She's very careful. Um, She's very kind of look after the pennies, the pounds look after themselves. And then you can have nice things. Like my mum's got excellent money values. But I used to kind of resent that. Like I used to really think, oh, well, I'm just not like that. That's just not me. I want to have fun. I want to go and travel and explore things. But what I didn't really realise was that my money story was limiting me so much that actually I was just self-sabotaging. I think at the time I was spending about five to six hundred pounds a month on booze, on alcohol and cigarettes, which is just insane. It's just absolutely insane. If maybe if I could spend, if I could have even halved that and saved the rest, like it would have been amazing and that overdraft would have been paid off. But so this was kind of really the rock bottom. It was the point where I just knew something had to change but I didn't quite know what um so I thought I'm gonna 2019 was a real kind of changing year for me I was deeper in my overdraft than I ever had been and I knew I had this kind of like desire to change I could feel that there was this change on the horizon um so I booked a solo trip to Bali as cliched as that sounds like I really just needed to explore different parts of myself like I think I knew deep down that 
I wasn't living a life that I wanted to live, that I wasn't living in my full potential. I knew that something had to change, but I didn't know what. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't know where to start. I'd been dating for a long time. I'd had my heart broken a couple of times. Like I was just in a really shitty place. So I extended my overdraft again and took a trip to Bali, which was amazing. It was so, so good. And I think when you're spending money on experiences like that, I just think yeah fuck it go for it you know it's when you're spending money on like the booze and the nights that you don't remember that it's not so great and so that really started to change something for me and I actually had a conversation with a coach around about this time and I really wanted to work for this coach but I couldn't afford it I think her one-to-one was like oh, I don't know, like 1,500, two grand or something. And there was just no way, like that was so much money for me. Like 2,000 pounds, I just couldn't even, that was like a whole month's salary nearly, like take home. Like it was just so much money and I couldn't even fathom how I would spend that on myself. But when she talked to me, she kind of said something that really stayed with me where she said, Jenna, money is infinite. Like all the money that you will ever need is out there. You just need to, you just need to magnetize it. And I kind of didn't really, it didn't really land at the time because at the time I was like, well, I'm only getting paid this. So how can I possibly earn more money? How can I possibly, you know, magnetize more money if this is my salary? And actually, as I went home, I started to think about this and I thought there are so many ways to make money. There are so many ways to make money. And I started thinking about, um, so at the time I was living in this kind of flat complex where there's like lots of new build flats all in one kind of gated complex. And we had like a Facebook group and everybody would always talk about, can anyone find a good cleaner? Has anyone got a good cleaner? Because we can't find one, our cleaners let us down. It was just a real problem for us. Um, So I thought to myself, well, I love getting up early. I love being active. Um, These flats are so easy to clean because they're new build. And I thought to myself, I'm going to start cleaning flats on the weekend to make more money so that I can start to, at the time I thought I wanted to do a yoga um, certification, a yoga teacher training. Um, So I thought I'm going to start working on the weekends to make up extra money. And so I would clean a couple of flats on the weekend, which worked out to be about £80 a week. And that genuinely changed my life, right? Not because it was a life-changing amount of money, but it was then that I learnt the true value of money. And I think it truly landed to me that money is infinite. You've just got to work out how to amplify your energy so that you can magnetize that money. And it really, really started to shift because actually having like a physically demanding job like that where you're getting paid kind of cash in hand in it, it was just really clicking. And I was like, wow. And I just felt so motivated about the fact that I was making more money. Like, and that to me, it just completely changed my life. So and I worked really hard at it, you know, like I was there every Saturday morning, super early while my, all my friends were hungover, like, you know, after spending so much money in the pub and I would be there early Saturday morning working my fucking ass off and working all day Saturday. And then I would meet my friends in the pub on Saturday night. And it's then that I started finally paying off my overdraft. And I would pay it off little chunk by little chunk. And Before I knew it, actually, I had paid off my entire overdraft. 
and I couldn't believe it like I actually it started to land I was like oh my god I am good with money I can be good with money I can change this money story I can change how I feel about money money now starts to feel exciting to me and not something that I would dread or not want to look at you know I wouldn't be opening my bank account and like having this kind of sudden plummeting feeling in my stomach I actually felt really proud with the fact that I was saving a little bit each month and paying off my overdraft like that felt fucking expansive to me it felt so expansive and amazing and all of these money stories all of this kind of leaning into how tragic I was how shit I was with money how all of this it became not my story anymore And that was fucking powerful. So I paid off my overdraft fairly quickly, to be honest, because once I, that's the thing, once you get into the swing of saving, naturally you start thinking, well, I'm not going to spend so much money on this because actually I can get this. And it was around the similar time that I actually stopped drinking. So those of you that have followed me for a while will know I gave up drinking in January, 2020, and I haven't drunk since. And so fuck me, like I was saving so much money from not drinking, but also from just being a bit more mindful about what I was spending my money on, like how I was looking after that. Like I didn't, I cancelled all my direct debits that I wasn't using, like I wasn't paying like £40 a month interest on like a really expensive overdraft and it felt so good. So once I paid off my overdraft, I, this is when COVID hit and I started to think about coming back to this dream of becoming a life coach, coming back to this dream of becoming a confidence coach. And I found a certification that was, um, I think it was £3,000, my coaching certification. And again, like that was so much money. Like when that coach said to me okay amazing we'd love to welcome you onto the course it's three thousand pounds I immediately dismissed it I was like there is no fucking way I will be able to afford that no way and I just shut it off but I couldn't stop thinking about this course I couldn't stop thinking about my dream so what I did was I negotiated with her that I would pay half one month half the next month and I worked it out so that I could work it around my overdraft so I went back into my overdraft and then paid for that certification course And this is the difference between investing and spending. And this has been mind-blowing in terms of the transformation thinking about this, right? When you invest in something, you are going to make more back. Not just financially, right? Like you are going to get more in terms of time, experiences, opportunities, life, money, whatever that is, you are investing that money to get more back. When you are spending, that money is gone. So if you are spending £100 on a night out, that money has gone. That money is not going to come back to you. Yeah, you might have a, you might have fun, you might have all of that, but that money is not going to come back to you. But if you spend £100 on a course, a certification, a gym membership, a massage, you know, a designer handbag, you're not going to get that for £100. But if you invest that money in something that's going to retain its value or make you a better person, that's sensible. Like that is savvy. And I started to think this way. And that's when everything started to change. So 
because I'd been working so much on my energy, I actually manifested a job that was significantly less hours for a 20% pay rise, which was huge, right? Really, really great salary, very normal hours. And so it gave me the opportunity to launch my business as well as working full time, which for any of you that are kind of listening and side hustling at the moment, like that is, (laughs) that is a gift, (laughs) right? I'm, I've been very lucky that I've been able to set up this business whilst working full time so that I can support myself and I can make the investments that I need to in my business. Um, And that has been a game changer for me. So I manifested that. And then I worked my fucking ass off for 18 months, six, seven days a week. Like it's very rare that I kind of take a full day off. Sometimes I will. I'm not kind of condoning the hustle culture, but when you start a business and you're passionate about it, you've got to just go for it. Like you do have to work hard. And I have poured my heart and my soul into my clients, my programs, my business and the investments that I've made into myself. And since that time, so let's say in 18 months, I have saved enough money for my half of a house deposit. I have invested in programs. So in summer, I invested £12,000 in a coaching, a mastermind of which I could pay completely upfront from my savings and paid myself out of my business each month, which was very sensible because I got a big saving on that from not paying it monthly. And um, in October, so last year, it was my goal to hit a six-figure year. I hit that in month 10, so in October. So I have completely changed my money story. And I'm not saying this to brag to you. I'm not saying this to show off or anything like that. Like, you know, six figures is my revenue figure. It's not my it's not my take home. It's not my profit. Like, you know, I think it's really important to be clear when people say, when people talk about their income figures, it's, it's not always as shiny as it seems, but that is a massive fucking transformation in 18 months. And so really what got me there was changing my story, was detaching from this self-sabotage of I'm not good with money, so I'm not going to try because I was stuck there for years, like for probably about 15 years, I was stuck in that place where I just wouldn't even try. And I would just get deeper and deeper and deeper into my overdraft because I was almost waiting for somebody to come and save me. I was waiting for somebody to, I don't know, come and pay, I don't even know, like come and pay off my debts. I, I literally don't know. I didn't even think past, you know, a week ahead. But actually what I've learned about money, when you save money, when you put money aside, when you invest in yourself, it's almost a form of self-care, right? It's a form of respecting and loving that future version of yourself so that you never have to, you know, the next week, you're not going to check your bank account and have that horrible feeling in your stomach that you've just, you know, bought three rounds of drinks for a load of people you don't know. And that means that you can't, you know, buy lunch for the next week and you're on kind of cans of soup or cans of beans so what I would say to you is get really really clear on the stories that you're telling yourself around money and notice where that has come from so it's likely that somebody in your child somebody in your childhood or and learned behavior from watching your parents, how they interact with money, if there was lots of arguments around money. For me personally, both my parents were entrepreneurs and they had a really successful business. So 
I think for me, I saw that as, well, lots of money means that your parents are away all the time because they're working in a successful business. So I think I had internalized that and that was causing me to self-sabotage with money. So it is so, so key to bring awareness into these areas of your life so that you can shift them because it is doing you no favors staying at the bottom of your bank account and, you know, frivolously spending. Of course, I'm aware there are, there I'm coming from a position of great privilege with this. You know, I have been able to pull myself out of this and I'm very privileged in terms of I have a home. I have had a salaried job for my entire time. Like I've never been unemployed. And of course, with that comes great privilege. But really think about how you can find that abundance with where you are at right now right? So the small little things, finding that abundance, finding that gratitude for what you have right now, working on your identifying and transforming your limiting reliefs around money, and then taking action to start showing up as the version of yourself that has money, that is wealthy. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, go out and buy a designer handbag tomorrow, but start to create that abundance now, right? Like the version of yourself that's, you know, got a business that's creating 10K months or the version of yourself that's got a six-figure salary, she's not that different to you now. Like, I can tell you, when I hit six figures, I thought it would be like fanfare, (laughs) celebrations. I thought that everybody would be really excited for me. And I was still sitting here like in a one bed flat in central London on the same picnic table that I've worked on for 18 months. And (laughs) really it was like checking my figures and being like, oh, I just hit six figures. Fucking hell. And then that was it, right? So you're not that different. But I think for you, like really starting to lean into how, how would that abundance feel? How would that excitement feel? How, how would it feel to have thousands of pounds in my bank account how would it feel just to be able to go shopping on any day of the month and not even worry really about how much I'm spending and then you can show up as her right so she how can you find those moments of abundance go out and buy yourself a nice coffee and sit and just savor it and sit sit in that abundance of somebody's just made me a coffee and it tastes fucking delicious and I'm sitting outside and I've got the sun on my face and this is abundance this is the energy of abundance so really think about how you can draw that into your life as you start showing up as the wealthiest version of yourself amazing okay so that was a very vulnerable share from me I hope you have been able to draw some inspiration from that I hope it's I hope it's got you thinking about your own relationship with your finances, your own relationship with money and your own relationship with how you view yourself. Because I promise you, if you are stuck in that thought pattern of I'm never going to be wealthy, I'm never going to be successful, this is never going to work for me. I promise you, you don't have to be there forever. It doesn't have to be a life sentence. If you want to find out more about um, diving into money mindset, how you can start to identify those limiting beliefs, I have a whole module on this in my signature group coaching program, Cosmically Confident. And we go so deep into really understanding your relationship with money so that you can start manifesting more. There's also a module in there about manifesting your dream life, which is just so super relevant to everything we've been talking about today. 
amazing thank you so much for listening and i shall speak to you in the next episode 